0: Go! <laughs> Welcome to the Wise Men Say podcast. We have a resounding win to talk about 10 points from 12 games from Sunderland. Phil Parkinson's always been our guy, and we're going to talk about that uh, tonight. Joining ourselves, the Wise Men Say team, myself, Gareth, and, uh, and Mickey Love is uh, Stephen Elliott. For, is the first a pod part of the season, apart from the live one? Yeah, I think so, yeah. You, know, you just occupy yourselves on a Monday night now, don't yeah, you?
1: Yeah, I'm busy. Most Mondays, but I, I freed myself up, especially for tonight, after the good result of the weekend.
0: <laughs> you don't know when it's going to come back around. Well, form suggests it might come come quite quickly.
1: Oh, well, looking at the team the weekend, I would be surprised if there wasn't a few more wins in the in the pipeline in the near future.
0: Best we've played in a while, arguably, since we were in the Premier League. We've we've
1: That was a brilliant performance, I think. Everybody, man for man, I don't think you could fault anybody's effort. That was on the pitch in a, in a red and white jersey the weekend and it was you know, it was, it was nice to see for a change.
0: Yeah, It's good that we've just gone straight into it, no little small talk or anything like that. We've all got homes to go to. Um, c- can you think of the last time we played that well,
2: Mickey, Gareth? I think we were talking the way over. I think the last time I remember us like really taking the game of the opposition like that was probably against Leicester in the Premier League when we beat them 2-1 when they were the champions still. and. That game was a little bit similar to this sequence in that we'd been on an appalling run. Everyone wanted the manager to be sacked, and then we went and won three games out of four. So let's just hope the history doesn't repeat itself in that regard.
1: Now, the thing for me though, the pleasing thing, even when uh, four 0 up the weekend, there were still players bursting to go, closing down, uh, chasing lost causes, and and that tells you that where where the squad are mentally at the moment. and was, for me, I didn't see any. The, I didn't see the games over the Christmas. I was in Ireland for a for a couple of weeks so I didn't so that was my first time seeing them since they picked up form and I was pleasantly surprised it was really good to see. Well
3: it's <clears throat> night and day isn't it. But you know, when you look at the uh, the Burton game <clears throat> which I know people reference the Bolton game and the nil nil, but I think the Burton game was the the low point and you know we were talking after that saying you know the season felt like it was over because you just make the assumption that the teams that are above you are gonna go on and yeah you know they're gonna pull away. Um, and they're going to keep their form up. Fortunately for us, you know they haven't, um, and, and a lot of teams haven't. You know, put the foot down. So we're back in the mix now. Yeah. Um, so what we need, as I mm. say, we, but the we're,
1: thing as well, though, Garrett, like you look at Wickham, they came came to the stadium, there, top of the table. I know they weren't in great form, but like if that's what's top of the table, then it gives you a little bit of hope yeah. going on this season. When you look at the Sunderland team, like they were woeful. I know Sunderland played well, but let's not lose. Win the how bad they were okay. like the obviously the two lads that were playing centre half they couldn't run do you know and and to be fair we we kind of we made them pay for that kind of lack of ability and the fact that they didn't really know what they were doing the manager had to make a change and he after twenty seven minutes or something he put on that can with, and. Bloody hell, you're looking at him and you, you, just, you just knew that we were going to win the
2: game, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I think I've said it enough on how in League One you can't get too bogged down by the positions of other teams because there's absolutely no reason and we showed on Saturday why we can't beat every team in this league and what I really liked about Saturday was not only by tactically and stuff but the swag of it, the whole squad seemed to carry and the way of really like celebrating after the goals and we're giving the big and Maguire a little bit too much maybe but... It was just really good to see the kind of unity between like the players, the fans. Just everything feels a whole lot better now. Typified by Chris Maguire, I think, who we said again before we start recording
0: looks looks leaner, looks fitter. And I guess this is where we we do have to praise Parkinson for the guys brought in the fitness course because there were, there were times when the the Wigan fullbacks were trying to send the ball down the line, and Chris Maguire's closing it down and putting it out for a throw and shoving his body in in front of mm-hmm. the ball and putting it out for the throw now. You would not have seen him do that before.
1: No, and I think as well, I was on the I was pitch side when they were coming out because there was a presentation for um, George. The, the, it was his retirement, and I was on the pitch, and the lads walked out. And that's one thing I did notice were all the lads coming out. He looked trimmer, and they looked... They, I thought they, looked, they had a little bit more hunger in them coming out on the pitch. Maguire, especially, for me, I mentioned there in the live pod, I thought he looked a little bit overweight, but I thought he looked much slimmed down. And like, like you said there, Stephen, his energy on the pitch was was so good to see because there's nobody I don't think ever doubted the ability he has technically I think he's probably up there one of the better players like there's not many with his technical ability playing at this level so if you can kind of get the other side of his game flowing then you've got a hell of a player for this division and was proven the weekend and the moment of quality at the end there where his free kick was I mean, you just I think most people on the ground expected to hit the net after the way he played and he didn't let anybody down did he?
0: Mm-hmm. Starts from the front as well doesn't it? Spreads through the team when you have, have Gooch and you have Wike to be fair as well and Maguire all chasing defenders down pressing from the front
3: Well Gooch has made a massive difference hasn't he Um, and he's kind of epitomised the change I think Um, you know I don't think it's any coincidence that since he's come back in the the uplift has occurred and it's funny isn't it because under Jack Ross it was always a little bit he was a player where people talked about potentially replacing him and he looks like he's probably the most important player in terms of setting the tempo of the game in our team at the moment so
1: I think he suits the role he plays as well now looking at him in and around <clears throat> Wike's energy right from the start he again he was closing down the right fullback and I just thought bang he's up for this again today and like you say Gary he's been a breath of fresh air since his injury he, went, he had a good start the last season he'd done okay and then he totally went off the boil and people were we're saying what's what's happening i know he had a little baby and maybe that had a little bit of effect getting used to have a small kid a kid at home as me and me and Stephen will know in a few months time but uh <laughs> no i think i think he's he's come back after his injury and he, he looks he looks really hungry for it. and like you say he's, he's got a couple of goals and everybody's even charlie white the weekend he was energetic it, it was it was great to see there wasn't a bad performance on the pitch and i don't think wickham knew or hit him in the first half what do you think about white's performance i think he's Obviously Kyle Lafferty's come through the door, that's gonna make a difference as well. He's
0: not gonna wanna lose that spot now because he must have been looking at Greg and McNulty and thinking well the way we play and the way we set up, this is my spot to lose now, and then suddenly another striker of a similar mould comes in
1: yeah I think White I think will be aware of him coming in again he's a similar size striker and uh, by the way the, the team are playing on the on it looks like they're going to be kind of one out and out striker playing in that role so the shortest is at the moment and again he another good performance the weekend got his goal probably could have had another second half by the, one just whizzed by the post but it's up to him to keep the jersey now if he keeps playing the way he is then we a, a hell of a kind of a performance from Lafferty in training to get him out of the team did he learn everything he knows from you, like when he played up front with you? I never played up front. I was injured when he signed for Carlisle. But like as I said, he, he's a good player at this level, really good player. Again, confidence is everything as well. You see him running through the squad couple of wins like unbeaten over Christmas it's 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 a huge difference of a mental state kind of going through the club compared to when you're losing every week drawing and you're ex, ex, more expected of you and even see today there, were, there was a few clips at the training ground laughing and joking and it's, it's, it seems like a good place to be again rather than going in on a Monday thinking oh here we go again do you know and it, it can I don't know can the club is just to me in the last few weeks it seems it's changed and there's a big lift in the place and as hopefully continues. It's like
0: this is distinctly diff- This is a different team, isn't it, from yeah. Doncaster onwards? This is not. There's no resemblance whatsoever. I think to, to, to the first,
2: however many games Phil Parkinson had. Gareth mentioned then um, Burton Albion before, but what I think is a good comparison point to look at is a Gillingham game where we got beat one 0 away from home in the league, because that was the third time we played against Gillingham. We scored one goal in the three games, and that game, was, on paper, it's the same formation. But as we know, we were playing about ten players at the back, weren't we in that the game? Block, the back left wing back, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, really? and it was like kind of it was a pure. Well, they, weren't wing-
0: they weren't wing backs were full backs. Yeah, yeah, they, precisely.
2: Yeah. So, so I'm saying now you see the evolution of the way that then we're playing like tactically, and now the way that we're playing with like almost overlapping centre halves, a bit like I know the points being made. Um, Chris Wilder with Sheffield United similar kind of style, and Jordan Willis. I thought he was absolutely outstanding on Saturday, not only from a defensive point of view, but the way he was getting forward and. Not only the fact he put the ball in for Hume, but the fact he had the mentality to make the overlap and run to get the ball in, it was just absolutely superb to see.
1: Yeah, it was good football as well in the build up to that goal, little link up players, mm. tight situations, players willing to take the ball in tight situations and we weren't seeing that a few weeks ago, let's be honest. It looked like not that the players were hiding, but it just wasn't flowing but it was it was flowing the weekend and everything kinda of rolled into place. And even Ostark, I I think last season for me, I thought he did okay when he played towards the back end of the season. And for me, he was somebody that was really hard done by earlier on the season by kind of being totally kind of bombed out. And he's come back in quietly and he's done a really good job. He's no nonsense. He, he's not the, the best footballer in the world. But when he's obviously playing in this formation, he has the two lads either uh, like alongside him. And he, and he looks a really, really strong defender.
0: It was a pleasure to watch that you the little interchange you mentioned down there. I was actually near near that happening. I was, I was sitting around about 10 rows back from the pitch in that little corner. And Wickham were really, really trying to close us down and hassle us as well and harry us and, and, and not let us do that. So that was a, a joy to watch, to slice them open like that. It was also good to see that centre-half who, who did the year and house thing or whatever he said, whatever it was. He said it was good to see him have a stinker, wasn't it? Because he was directly at fault for a couple of <coughs> goals a as well.
3: the pair of centre-halves were pathetic one. Yeah, the, 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 but I'm the,
1: saying again, though, that's that, that shows <coughs> the quality. There is quality at this level of, in this league. the the Sunderland players have more quality, I think, than any other team in the division. And they're, when they're playing like this, they're able to show it. Like, Maguire, again, he was involved in that goal. He stood, on the, he stood with his fought on top of the ball and played it in and moved again. And the movement of the ball, it's... Uh, Wickham couldn't live with something and if, if we look at the game there was movement all over the pitch Hume down one side as well he came in came in off the left and the way he finished he finished a, like a kind of 30 goal a season well, strike and that for, that, for that to be a first goal for the football club it's one he'll definitely
3: remember because it was a hell of a finish there was a goal in the uh, well sorry not a goal in the Premier League at the weekend so there was a young lad playing for Man United and he came in at the back post and he was about a yard out and ballooned the ball over the bar and it was really similar the way the ball came in bouncing nice. and he had a yard the score and he put it over the bar and just goes to show what a good strike no, that was. It was a great it was Bob, because it bounced Bob, bounced right before yeah. him
1: and he just cushioned yeah. it in. And uh, as soon as the left his foot, he would have known that was in and he was away. And it was great to see him score. Like you know, a young lad come through the club and score his first goal like that. He'll remember
3: that for a, for a long time. He's deserved it as well. He, I mean, he has been excellent. I think this season, Hume. I know he's had you know, elements of criticism for certain aspects of his game, which very early you in the know, season but improve
1: I think even <coughs> defensively I still think he has a, has a fair bit to learn for me like as a full back in, in, in them positions he, he kind of maybe sells himself a little bit at times but since he's only a young boy he's going to learn With the more he plays the more experience he'll get up against kind of the wingers but again going forward he's, he does takes a lot of stopping him when he opens up them legs he's he's so energetic and it must be great to have him as
2: an outlet down the left-hand side for players in midfield to find him it, uh, this is a point I definitely wouldn't have made a few months ago, but I think with McGeady not being the team as well, that's really freed up Denver Hume down that side because a lot of the time Hume was making these runs, but you know what McGeady was like he was very skillful on the ball, but he often slowed the game down, and Hume wasn't getting the opportunities to really run into space and the player like uh, as a out now wing back where he is now.
1: Yeah, I think, listen, I'm, I'm, there's no doubt in Aidan McGee On his day, he was he went to a stage where he was carrying Sunderland for a bit last year and he's still got bags of ability. But the managers come in and decided to kind of take him out of the situation. And from the outside looking in, it looks like it's been a really good team because... Like you say, it's freed up a bit of space for Hume. he has a little bit more license to get forward there without anybody being in front of him. And other players have obviously knuckled down. So I don't know, maybe I know there was a few shouts and a few people disappointed with Parkinson when he made this decision. And to be fair to me, he showed a really, really kind of... You have to give him huge credit to be able to bounce back because the crowd were baying for his blood at one stage. You know what I mean? So to be able to kind of, not ignore, I'm sure he was aware of it, but to be able to kind of carry that on and be able to get into the lads again to get them performing the way they are we have to give him a little bit of credit I think
0: I think and and again it's something me and Mickey spoke about it's there's a lot of sort of people now here starting to have a go at the people who who were being critical of Phil Parkinson and stuff like that but this hasn't been a slow progression to where we are now let's be clear there was a line in the sand before the Donkastik here the fans don't react to a win at Doncaster like they did unless they have seen a significant difference. Running on the pitch to celebrate a goal, 50-odd minutes against Doncaster, really, really celebrating with the players at the end of the game. That was because it was clear then, oh, hold on a minute, there's something different here. There's more attack and intent. Uh, the, the the playing at a higher, a higher tempo, they're winning the second balls, and, and the wing-backs are getting forward, playing on the front foot, and... and there's been a difference, hasn't there? It's a bit.
3: Um, if anybody finished the get came out of the game on Boxing Day and said, Oh, well, I think, you know, like the next few games will see us, you know, start to pick up points. You're just lying. Like, you're lying to yourself. Like, to be honest. You are, though? Like, I mean, the only thing that can, it's blind faith. The only thing that could have continued, you know, to make anybody optimistic during that two months is blind faith. Yeah, in, in, in like sorry, like you're you're just lying to yourself if you think that what was this this was coming.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean nobody ever loses. Sorry, wins two games out of the first fourteen games by design. That wasn't some kind of like conscious thing. And also we've been very fortunate that like you say, Gareth, teams haven't pulled away. Because let's say that um, other clubs who were above us kind of maintained even mediocre yeah. form. These results would have been very welcome and very pleasant.
1: Wickham had picked up one point in their previous four yeah. games and they were still top of the table going into exactly. the weekend. So that probably tells you all about the kind of quality elsewhere oh, in the division.
2: Exactly. So now, if um, the circumstances have been different, we would be looking at this run and saying, yeah, it's very welcome, it's really good to be playing that way, but it's too little, too late. We don't really have a chance of making the playoffs. But now we are in them places, we really need to kind of put our foot down and really go on a run yeah. now because if we do, then there's absolutely no the, reason why the, we can't go up automatically.
1: Going back to Phil Parkinson, listen, obviously it was loud and clear some of the supporters making the noises saying they, they want, that we all heard that we want Phil Parkinson out? So, I'll try to I'm, lead that one. But, <laughs> but I'm trying to say, sometimes as a manager as well, it's probably given him, like, you know what, I need to kind of do a little bit more to pick up results and that can kind of force your hand a little bit and, Again, I, wherever he's got, got going with the lads and his coaching staff, you have to give them credit because to, to, to turn it around the way they did in such a short space of time, we're out, like, like you say, Garrow, we're out, and kind of, you're watching the games, you're not thinking these performances around the corner. So to be able to do that, he does deserve credit. I would just like him to see him the weekend when the fourth went didn't on a little run down the line and celebrating, <laughs> having a little bit more energy because, yeah. again, when the crowd run, you've you, you got to do, I would presume, as a manager, you want them on your side a little bit. He could have, he can help himself a little bit more in situations like that, and he's probably thinking, who he says, no, um, you so and so shouting for me kind of to be to be, out of know, the club a few weeks back, and now, but at the same time, if you have going to stay in the job, give it a little bit back, you know, go and celebrate and I don't know, get the fans on your
2: side a little bit. If, if he'd done this two months ago, it would all be on his side. Like, there's no Sutherland fan who, when Parkinson came in, actively wanted him to fail, you know what I mean? It was a case of what was seen on the pitch week in, week out and as I say like now like no one's more delighted than like me that we've turned everything around the way we have I mean I was absolutely adamant from I think the Burton game onwards that just nothing was coming there was no green shoots and we need to make a change for good of a football club but like you say he does deserve enormous credit because he's brought the fitness coach in he's obviously been working really hard on the training ground on this format as well
1: that's the thing like people are saying Phil Partinson he was a long ball his style of play was long ball got up to the big man which At the first, like you mentioned, the first 14 games, it was kind of a little bit difficult to find out what he was wanting to do to break teams down. But the weekend, there was some actually really good football playing, high energy stuff, and that's what support that's all that's the minimum you can give to especially to Sunland fans if you give her give all like that results whether you get the results or not I think the fans will get behind you but when, when you give her all like that and the result comes along where there's nothing better and for me even that's up that's, like even to Jack during Jack uh, Jack Ross's tenure that was miles better performance than anything we've seen under Jack Ross and it, again it was, it was really nice to go to the ground and watch a performance like you could actually it's very obviously the Tranmere game as well when they were absolutely terrible it's very unusual to go to a Sunderland match in recent times you just sit there and you know, Sullivan are going to win, and there's going to be some. Like, it was actually it was so easy for Sullivan at times because of the energy they played. at And I I think Wickham just couldn't wait for the game to end to get off the pitch. I was <laughs> saying, so
2: even though, um, on the way over, even after the Tramier game, though, you weren't coming away buzzing like you were if you've won a game like top end of a championship or in the Premier League it still felt fairly routine, but I came out of the game on Saturday, and it may be because Wickham were top of the league, but it wasn't about really beating Wickham, it was about Southern's performance, and I came away from that game buzzing as if we'd won a game in the Premier League. Mm. It had that kind of feeling. Now, there was
1: a great energy around around the ground after the game, and I think it's uh, MK Dons now away the weekend. It's I'm sure Sunderland supporters will be going now, and they're full of expectancy. And I think it's it's a good time again to be a Sunderland fan. You are kind of looking up the table rather than kind of downwards. And again, six points off the top with a game in hand. It's you start thinking about winning the league again, which
3: is kind of nobody would have spoken like this. What well, three four <laughs> weeks ago? It reminds us a bit of under under Roy Keane. I think we played um, Southend, and we absolutely. Like, we absolutely obliterated them. I remember, like Carlos Edwards, had like a brilliant game. and We scored after like five minutes. I think Stern John scored twice in the game. And it, it reminded us of it, cause I, so I when he was
0: keeping Stephen out the team. I think it might have been. I think, I think he was <laughs> injured on again. Then was he on loan at that point? Yeah, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, that sort of, it, it, when we it, coming out of that game, it felt you know we could go up here because. I think people are pointing at that season, as well, the Sheffield Wednesday game and down there and stuff like that. But it did take us a little while. To, it was probably only February, really. Yeah, where I remember really... losing
0: two one at home in Cardiff and promotion? That, that, was an event, that was October. That was October. I looked a long that way was, off Halloween that point.
3: That, yeah, it was. Um, but that was our, our, terrible. Yeah, but um, it it did take us a while to get going. We are lucky, I think that you know the the league is, is poorer. And, it is. I think, and, and I think that, and that's, that, it, that is to our advantage and great. It can be as crap as it wants to be course. as long as we keep winning. And like, Look we, at the form the of teams it.
0: we're playing as well. We do need to just, I think, you know, we've been really positive now, haven't we, for the first like, 20 minutes or so, but there, there is an element where you say, let's just keep, like Stephen said there, Wickham have come in in terrible form. They've got spanked 4-1 at Hortman Covenry. they lost three out of four games. The other teams were beaten a, a quite low down in the league. Well, Doncaster aren't, but they've won a couple since we beat them, haven't they? So we do need to just, you know, like suddenly I don't want to ma- make out like suddenly like oh yes we're the best team in the got, world and we we do that. Some of the fans do that sometimes. They polarise so much between thinking every the world's caving in when you lose a game to thinking well we're, we're going to roll and steamroller league now we've won we've won well, a we know, of games. So what's
3: Stephen said This is the fans' fault. Yeah, <laughs> not that again. Well, we'll know by the end of February, I think, because we've got um, Portsmouth to play we've got Ipswich we've got Fleetwood we've got to play Oxford we've got to play um uh, Coventry at the end of February um and we've obviously got Doncaster to play in the next in the next sort of 6 weeks so we'll know by the end of February you know yeah, where, I, where, where we're going that's another and what, thing what like. the true test is you know I was listening to that D3D4 podcast today and they were saying that Portsmouth haven't lost at home all season which is really odd because they had a terrible start, yeah. and you know, there's, but there's, you know, Fleetwood. Are, you, they, they've got a ter- terrible away record. Apparently, yeah. we've got to play them at home. So, but the thing there's, is, as well, stuff, you, you you know, like you say, you can't things. get too carried away because obviously, no, you can't.
1: Wickham are awful, and there's going to be tough. There's going to be games where suddenly they're going to have to grind it out again, and the performances may may not be as free flowing. As what we see in the weekend, but I think the fact that Sutherland supporters have seen that performance, seen a Phil Parkinson team play like that, if things aren't going so well in another game, you manage to, win. I think he may get a little bit more leeway off the crowd because you know, well, you know what? Every game, whereas up until the, these these running results we were seeing nothing like that to make us think that Phil Parkinson was the right man and to be fair I, he's in there and he's kind of he's the job so he, he deserves credit but at the same time I think what he's done is given himself a chance as well for the next time things aren't going quite as well well he can say well look, listen we're, we're, there's a plan there and you can kind of see from the outside looking in there's a way of playing and, and that's that was the, the most kind of positive thing for me there's a way of playing everyone knew what they were doing on the pitch and man for man there wasn't anybody that let let the, let the team down the weekend even the goalkeeper at the end he had oh, made yeah, a couple excellent. of couple of saves when he hadn't really got much to do so he kind of stayed alert and that and again it's good to see McLaughlin back in there number one choice for me for me, nothing against Borge. he didn't need to be signed I think they should have gave McLaughlin the reins. so you're our number one cut all the kind of stuff that went along with it and he should be in there and hopefully that will be him in there now till the end of the season because I think he's a top do, quality goalkeeper
0: do give him a contract when, if that's the case um, well, we, we keep mentioning the state of the <laughs> that's league nice, let's not get into that well <laughs> we'll we, we mention the state of the league and it, it is relevant because like we'll say we're not going to get too carried away Phil Parkinson now has Sunderland where he found us when he was given when he when he was given the job, and we've had a it's 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 amazing that we've had such a poor run of form where we're we're still with a shout. Thanks to for Tom Huntley who did that because it saved it saved me doing it anyway. Uh, he, he's a listener of the show, Tom, um, who who published the league table from this stage last season. So this said stage last season, Sunderland um, were third with fifty points. If we had fifty points now, we'd be six points clear at the top. Portsmouth last season, the the they had fifty seven points. They'll be thirteen points clear at the top now. With a point return, and were they, they top. Had. Were they top at this, this stage? This stage last season, with thirteen more points, more than Rotherham have lost seven games. I think that tells tells
1: everything. league you and they've lost seven
0: well, games. At, you know, Rotherham January when we,
3: we played them and and drew one all in that game where you know we missed a penalty because we've been two 0 up at half time. Um, and they were like sixteenth, I think, and then when we were above, we were obviously fifth, sixth. And the
1: well, as a the player league. as well in the dressing room, if I'm if I'm a Sunderland player now in the dressing room, I'm looking at that league table and I'm thinking, do you know what, we can go and win a league here, or, or a are a huge club like Sunderland, be part of like the kind of recent history and do do something really good for the club after the turmoil over the last few years, and that's got got to give you a lift as well mm-hmm. to make you give you a hunger to kind of finish the season off really high and it's, there's still a long way to go and like, like Stephen says you don't want to get too carried away but if you can't get carried away after a performance like that the weekend then you never will but it was, it was it's, it's exciting times again I'm looking forward to the, to the next game now rather than thinking oh here we go again.
0: We did run a, a quick uh, snap poll on Saturday uh, asking people their favourite goal out of the four because they were all <clears> good goals weren't they? But unsurprisingly, Denver Humans won with fifty six percent of the vote. Maguire's free kick,
2: thirty six. But any any other game, Maguire will be taking away ninety five percent of the vote, wouldn't he? So that goes mm. to show how good that second goal was. We won the
3: uh, thing on Sky Sports, didn't they? the Goal of the Day thing. But I guess they don't um, tend to uh, show the build up to like team goals or whatever, unless it's like Arsenal or something like that. Do they?
2: But even the third goal was absolutely fantastic from our point of view because it's all very well implementing this new kind of pressing football. But twice in the past two weeks, yeah. we've seen the fruits of the labour. By we won the penalty at the weekend, and the Lincoln game. Obviously, our second goal comes as a direct result of it. So, it's just such a great feeling when something that they've been working on so well comes off on the pitch.
3: Oh, you know, it's, are they good enough to? Are the teams are playing against. Of a highlight in terms of quality, good enough to to play themselves out of those mm. compact situations. I mean, what we've seen is probably probably not. Um,
1: for, for, for certain teams yeah. another thing I was thinking about the game the weekend briefly I was like looking at the manager obviously at them and there was talk of him coming into Sunderland before Parkinson got the job and I, I was wondering would they have a little bit as a manager thinking Do you know what I'm going to show this guy they're on the number one choice and they made the right kind of choice because it's like little things like that he, I'm sure he would have. Um, Garrett Ainsworth had to come here and got the victory. Then they would have been sent, like probably. And he said, "He's thinking, well, maybe I, I was the right man to come in." Whatever happened there, but again, that might have been a little bit more, a little bit thing. And Phil Parton said, "Going, I want to show you as well." And listen, we could keep repeating ourselves so right from the, the staff
3: all the way through to the players. The weekend, it was, something just clicked, and it was it was it was great. And they've lost two players today, actually, William. I, I was reading that had some players on loan and gone back I think Aaron's at Newcastle Aaron's and there was a... another one who's gone back so you know it's one of those in at the time where you're like where things are going badly um, you know things like the McGeady situation that, that happened to us and it all looks terrible and when you're losing when you're winning you can go oh, well it's because McGeady's not in the team. We're winning or something like that. Whereas, <laughs> and, they, and they've obviously won four, of the last, lost four of the last five. Wickham and now they've lost two players from the squad. Mm-hmm. It's a small squad anyway. Have they got the money to go and replace them, or have they got the the wherewithal to go and find players to replace them? All that kind of stuff. And it, it's met that you know you talk about momentum. It's it's a it's a mental thing as well, um, and like off the pitch as well. So. You know, hopefully that You know, I mean, last season it was funny on because I thought, you know, when um, uh, Nathan Jones left Luton, I thought, oh, great. they carried it it on it didn't it didn't make it. but another thing as well
1: it's transfer window now coming up because everybody was saying uh, we needed to strengthen that like it's one of them will we see many new signings come in the door now do you know because it's obviously you're looking at the the team there the weekend Lafferty's obviously going to come in on the bench you've got strikers there McNulty, Greg will they go out Ethan Robson potentially coming back in he's another option from midfield who could easily in my opinion easily do a good job in there so I want to
0: speak about that uh, going forward so we uh, might, break. might drop in a little break. Uh, might be one, that might not be. They don't bother on the Monday or sometimes for whatever reason. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
3: From the terraces. Pro, yeah, big fan 10.
0: of that, Stephen. Oh, merch-
1: yeah, you love it, do from the terraces. Yeah, very nice. I picked myself up a couple of tops just before Christmas. Lovely fit. A couple of Christmas presents were handed out as well. So, yeah, nice. Because he have not so, got your model in it for him. No, I'm not the modeling type, Stephen. <laughs> don't put <laughs> <yeah>. yourself
3: down. <laughs> so from the terraces, um, at terracesfrom on Twitter. Um, get following them. If you use the code WMS10. Um, at checkout you get 10% off uh, your basket and they've got a lovely uh, bomber jacket that they've just um, released which looks great so get yourself to, from the terraces and treat yourself in January. Cheer yourself up. It was supposed to be the most depressing day of the year in four days' time or something. Is it the 17th of January or the 18th oh, of January gonna, or something? I didn't know that. Thanks, Gareth. <laughs> uh, that's Do the you first know, thing I'll maybe, think about now know. when I hit the cell. Treat, treat, yourself. <laughs> treat, treat yourself. Treat
2: yourself. The first yeah. thing you're going to think of me the yeah, first I thing you're going to in, yeah. Yeah. I think of me. I only Gareth could promote something and reference the most depressing day of the year.
3: No. What I'm saying is... Wasn't it, I know, it wasn't you you a know, good retail, link. No, no, no. I'm saying retail therapy. I'm saying you're going to make that day better by going there.
0: It's probably... A big factor of why it's the most miserable day of the year is because everyone's skint or because <laughs> you, you haven't been paid after Christmas yet by that point. So maybe,
2: go buy the Murchal. Yeah, go buy the merch, Yeah, It's is worth you, making if, yourself yeah, skint for. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: absolutely. Yeah, just put it on the credit card. Be fine. Get into debt. Go to Wonga and get yourself a loan, and then uh, and then you know buy yourself some. Uh, we don't condone that behaviour.
0: Reference and Wonga as well, Mag. Um, so, <laughs>
1: <laughs> will that be edited out? Yeah. Do you want to talk about? No, no, no. B- mm. Talk about the the
0: thing we've got going on before an upcoming. Oh, week yeah, we can talk. we to talk about, we do, about do, now? We'll, we'll do that at the end, and everyone will have switched off.
3: <laughs> great! It's good. What a great start of the second <laughs> part going, of the podcast. Just going
0: off stats, people switch off after forty minutes. We better I get, to say better, that, better Steve, get a crack like, on.
3: This is the, wor- the worst. The, the worst. No, this is ever. podcast.
0: That's podcast rule forty minutes.
3: Yeah, Um, so yeah, we're doing um, an event um, for a a place called Phantom Brewing in Reading. Um, And you're probably thinking, well, we don't play Reading. But yes, we play Oxford on the 15th um, of uh, February. Um, And as a result, um, we've been invited down by Phantom Brewing, one of the guys there is a massive Lads fan, um, and he wanted to do an event. So he's asked us to be involved as part of a panel that's going to be hosted by uh, Tom White. From Sky Sports News, also a massive Lads fan, but the main thing is that the guest is going to be Kevin Phillips. There you go. So that'll be nice. People one, weren't eh? interested until
0: you said that. Yeah, well, t- t-
3: <laughs> this is the word we're terrible <laughs> plug. It was rubbish until then. Yeah, so Kevin well, Phillips well, will be not, joining. Not
0: because of our involvement, because it's in a yeah, different yeah. town. Some people might have been thinking, well, you know, am I really going to go to Red and be Fox, but yes. Super Kev's going to be there. Yeah, Tom so White's yeah, going to be yeah, there. Yeah, Tom and White. We, We're going to be involved in yeah, it.
3: Yeah, so the tickets are available. Um, <clears throat> The, the link will be shared online but you'll be able to get to it through um and yeah that'll be if you go to uk. the link will be there I'm just getting it up now it's on Eventbrite 15 quid I ticket. It, it is and it includes um, a bus to and from the game so basically you come opens at 11 o'clock come down and there's also a beer being brewed in collaboration with Vox as well so Phantom Brewing have got together with Vox and they're going to do a sort of a celebratory beer for the day so it opens at 11 get yourself down there chat with Phillips he's going to be about obviously then everybody on the bus to the game in Oxford and then you can go back afterwards for a drink so that's the plan sounds pretty good to me so if you're not already you know haven't already organized your travel to get down there don't go straight to Oxford don't go to the Kassam Stadium which is about 17 miles on the the outskirts of Oxford Come to Reading, which is 18 miles from the outskirts of Oxford, and, um, yeah, come and have a lovely old time at uh, Phantom Brewing for some lovely beers and some crack.
0: It does. Sounds great, that. Um, hope that may be a top-of-the-table clash or anything by that point. It
3: could be. Hopefully it isn't. Hopefully Oxford have slipped right down the table and we are in third R- run or fourth, second it. or first. Let's hope.
0: So we've all acknowledged the uh, state of the league this year. Um, <coughs> one concern I do have, Stephen, this links into what you were saying about... The transfer window and what kind of business Sunderland might do. That side to me, and the starting eleven and the way they play and the way they set up. I don't know how much wiggle room there is. I would worry if a couple of those players got injured. So certainly in terms of the wing backs, mm. because you think, well, who who who's going to come in and replace one of those wing backs? I think we didn't really give any credit or, or, or reference George Dobson's performance there. Easily the best game he's had since since he played for us. I think with respect to people like Grant Ledbetter, they don't have that sort of energy as well. Um, What more, you could argue, could fill in one of the front three, and we've signed Lafferty as we know, but even in the centre-half situation as well, if we pick up a couple of knocks at the back, you you would worry about, you know, some some of those players coming in, so it's important we go and strengthen, I think.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think when you're when you get a kind of runner playing the same team players start to kind of know each other's game and stuff and they become a lot more comfortable and obviously in this new formation for me the kind of the back three they're starting to build relationships obviously Willis he's kind of really kind of bought into that role he has in the team like we mentioned there you're on getting forward and stuff and it is I know I know uh, Mick mentioned it It's, it's similar to the way Sheffield United play and it's it's a good way to play if you do it properly and you, you play with the high energy and you, you look at the squad of players and you think if somebody does pick up a knock is the players to come in you know you mentioned Grant there listen Grant's a great footballer and he probably doesn't have the, the legs that he kind of used to have when 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 I played for him at Sunderland and maybe midfield could be somewhere that you, you think you might need somebody filled in me I mentioned Ethan Robson he was at Grimsby I don't know whether he's going to stay at the club or that hasn't been mentioned but for me he's somebody that could come in with a high energy game and play like he's left footed as well I think he could kind of sue playing alongside even Dobson like in a little bit kind of forward behind Dobson letting Dobson kind of get forward more if Max Powell picked up a knock or or just gets a little bit tired like some players get a little bit tired and they need a little rest because there's going to be a lot of games played from now at the end of the season and players will kind of pick up form and go out of form so you, you would probably think that Again, will he be given the poor strings to do it? But you think there'll be a few more bodies come in just to to freshen things up. But again, if the if, if that team can kind of stay fit, and I don't think I don't think you need to do too much because sometimes a huge squad though as well can kind of cause more problems as we've seen. And for me, it's a worry is getting players out that are in here at the moment on wages. Who's going to kind of pick them up to kind of get them off the books? Because you look at Will Grigg there. I'm sure he's picking up a, a decent wage at this level, and I can't see him kind of fitting in this system at all now the way the team are playing. So. I would, I would presume the club will try and kind of look to get him out and obviously McNulty's here on loan will he stay I know he came on the weekend for the last few minutes or so but he's somebody that 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 has ability I think that can play high energy but I don't know I think to, to get to get players in I think we might need to see a few go out, out, outside as well we, we did a quick poll again
0: yesterday um which position is a priority for Sunderland to strengthen next? We just did a quick one yesterday, 1,200 people or so uh, voted on that. The options were uh, full back or wing-back, central midfield, central defence or wide forward. What do you think come out on top?
1: Uh, wide forward, maybe. Wide forward,
0: yeah. 36% of the votes. 29% midfield, central midfielder, 25% percent fullback. back uh, central defender, 10%. I, 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 think, just, it's, I, think, I think it was it, a centre-back,
3: though, for, if we're playing this three... And someone gets injured like we're in bother aren't we and then well, well you see the weekend didn't I, you Lynch any, had to come on didn't he so, so you look anywhere at, around the yeah. pitch
0: the, the wing back thing yeah. is, is what I worry yeah. about because I don't well, want to go need, I don't want to go yeah, that yeah. flat back five again basically
3: there's a need left back a right back a centre back a centre midfielder <laughs> and a wide <laughs> forward <laughs> for but the two, <laughs> the two yeah. like you're looking at the, the, the left, left promoted, Denver
1: like I think again we're going back to Denver he's been a huge plus because that was a position people were after. Oviedo, was we were thinking need somebody to place him but he's come in on that side and you're looking at the way he's playing now now, if he was to pick up a knock you think he was going to go in there and offer you what he offers you at the moment because I don't I don't think you you mentioned more. he's he's obviously right footed but I don't think he's I don't think he's been consistent enough as what Denver Hume has been since he's come in. So again but I I try not to as a player like when you when you get to January obviously you, you hear the noises transfer window and who's gonna come in and you're kinda of looking over your shoulder a little bit but you, the players have to use this as a way of saying Do you know what I'm going to make sure like Charlie White, for example I'm going to make sure whoever comes in isn't going to play for, like he would have seen Lafferty we mentioned earlier on coming in he'd be, if I'm White, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to show I'm going to show you boss that Lafferty isn't needed here and uh, as long as he's playing with that mindset like, I, I wouldn't care less if we never seen Lafferty play for Sunderland from now till the end of the season because that would tell me that White is doing what what is asked of him and and it's it's good it, uh, people say well what was the point in bringing the in But if, if bring lafortie in can get white up another level in his performances then he's done done he's, a, done a job
3: had, he's had three injuries since he's been here as well yeah he's not
1: had a not had a real so run of game. Wyke. so he, i think he's a good player white he, the weekend performance was kind of i thought he played really really well but i think he has more to offer as well and saying that, i think he's got a lot more to offer and if he can start adding a, a, f- a few more goals consistently then i think he could be could be a top player from now till the end of the season and again he might he might just Keep that for the older team. Who knows?
2: I think that um, right back has to be the absolute priority. Agree. Because obviously McLaughlin, he's not up to playing in that right wing back role. But not only that, if we get a good competent right back in who can play that system, but also frees up Luke or nine, whoever yep. you have. So you're giving yourself more options in the centre midfield. So you're kind of killing two birds with one stone if we make a good sign in that position. Agree. That's exactly what yeah, I, would have I, I, that, I. That's a summary out, would have But convenient.
1: see, see, Luka nine for me when I look at Luca nine play midfield at Dobson, I think they're them very similar. Like the boat, like I don't think boat gives of you the, the option of freshening it up. Though, yeah, but I right, don't. Yeah. I don't think the boat. I don't think the two of them are brilliant footballers. Like I think. What the yard? they give you a lot. they give you well when they play. What Dobson for me? Like was his was, was best game I seen by a mile the weekend. He was everywhere on the pick, picking up second balls. I still haven't seen enough from in a football sense where I say he's a top top footballer. And the same with Luke O'Neill He's another one that gives you 110 percent. And there's a, jo- there's, there's a job they can do in there when they play in there. But I think playing the two of them together, I wouldn't be too keen to see the two of them alongside each other. I, obviously max power he done alright the weekend he he done what he had to do but again i think could somebody come in and do a little bit more than even max power potentially again i go back to ethan robson i think he's i watched a few of his games at grinsby and i, I just think he's somebody that I'd be sad to see if he doesn't get a, get a run in the team, especially when they're playing well. Because the, the few times he has come in in the past, before he's, he's been playing in the team that haven't been playing well at all, they've been poor. So I'd like to see him come in and play, given a chance in a team that are full of confidence and where he can kind of impact the game because he's he's a really really is a good footballer and he he could help the lads even more.
3: I I, I think. In terms of this squad rotation, though, sometimes when you get these other players when you're in the trade or whatever, they they can play. I mean, now we're in we're in. It's different last year. We were in no Cups, so we've only got the what, 20 league games or whatever it is that we've got left. Um, so, you know, whoever comes in probably isn't going to see, if they keep playing like this, probably isn't going to see a lot of games, you know, which is going to be a consideration for a player, you know, mm. do you back yourself and go there and, but, you know, get yourself in. Yeah, or, but I
1: go back to when you, you mentioned Roy Keane earlier on. Um, when when we got promoted with Roy in, in his fourth season, what he was very good at doing was was bringing players in like and taking players out even when the team were winning and playing well he He kept that freshness about the team and does it does it obviously show to say no, keep the same team every game same team same team? But I think sometimes if you keep doing that, you can become a little predictable and and easy to play against because teams opposition teams will be able to watch videos and say well he does this and it comes a little bit easier. Whereas I think if you freshen up one or two bodies here or there, you can you can keep the opponents guessing and the players guessing Definitely. and keep keep players in the uh, training ground on the toes, walking hard because you don't want anybody to slip off slip off the pace when, you, when you're in a position like this and that, that's, that'll that be another worry you taking players getting a little bit taking the foot off the gas because now we've won a couple of games we, we don't need to try as hard and train and this is when I think players should be like you know what I need to keep doing this to stay in the team and that's when the manager can kind of maybe make a few little changes just to keep everybody bang at it
0: yeah <laughs> silence there uh, Gareth was yelling I thought he was going to say something um, so you, what about you Gareth because you, you've, just, you've just listed off a, a, a group of players that he needs to bring in in the real world. Who who who's he gonna bring in? What kind of player are you expecting? What kind of, well, How many? Is it is it gonna be more than two now for me? I wouldn't
3: be surprised if he brought in a centre back. Um maybe he feels as all he could get away with.
0: How many players will he bring in from now? Well, you don't know obviously but what he's not gonna bring in more than two, is he? I can't he's, see he's not spending reckon? money, is he? Well why well, he didn't spend free transfers and and one one fee paid in the summer, he's not gonna I, I wouldn't be
3: surprised if we brought in maybe three or
2: four. Really,
0: I,
3: like I, I think I, I like agree. Your, with,
2: I like your optimism. I agree. with What like Slaves are saying before, I think it depends on them um, who we get out of the club because obviously Greg, has been linked with a move away, and we're not keen to sell him or load him out with promotion rival for obvious reasons. But league Two clubs being linked with interest yeah. from the top end of League Two. So if he goes there, I think that will be a beneficial deal for all parties. Obviously, there's been interest in Scotland about Mark McNulty. So if them players move on, then you're looking at three or four just to kind of like tread water and remain where you are, really.
3: Well, Swindon looking to replace Doyle, aren't they? Which and then I think McNulty and Gregg has actually been linked to Swindon, so you'd probably do well to go there. Gregg to Swindon, he'd probably yeah, get absolutely absolute. The had flying, fun the flying the, now as well. Apparently, a they a, apparently they create loads of chances, so you know you might you might have a lovely time there if he, if he went there. And you know it's for half a season. It's a long way from the northwest, though. If that's where he's
1: based, <laughs> <laughs> so it's he's yeah. probably looking somewhere more closer to home. Maybe. I'd imagine if he does move move on from Sunday. maybe.
3: Um, but yeah, I mean, has, you know, seem to have an endless, you know, bottomless pit of you know resources mm. to bring people in. So I know they were linked with Greg as well. So, but in terms of the, you know, this people saying we're well, not expecting to bring these players in, well. Before the Doncaster game, and you know people can talk about revisionism, um, you know, you're, you're, you know, laughing, kind of laughing at us now for saying that you wanted Parkinson sat and all this. Well, before the Doncaster game, this January window was the most important window ever. All the players in the squad were crap. Um, we were lacking pace. We're lacking strength. All those problems. Well, what, what are those problems still valid? What, what, what we're lacking pace and strength? Yes, you know. Is the John is the John not just turning to turn into Simon Grayson, sort of asking myself questions and answering them? Um, but you know, it it, it the, this people have got to like the problems, whatever they are, remain regardless of the results, and people can't lose sight of those things. The so thing is, as well, well make, people, can't, people can't decide, oh, well, it's fine now, you, you've, got, you've, got to, you've got to act, and apparently, you've got loads of money. Mm, but the thing for so, me is, as a manager, know, what's the problem? As a manager, you, you're kind of you pick up a few results
1: coming up to the January window. I presume you're thinking, okay, do I am I getting? I presume Phil Parkinson's... It's it's a kind of difficult situation for Phil Parkinson now as manager. They're picking up a few results, thinking, hold on a minute, maybe I don't need to bring in quite where I thought I need to bring in. So you don't want you want you need to get that balance right where you think you don't want say get into February, late February, kind of March, and then all of a sudden. Kind of go off the boil again and think, you know, I should have brought somebody in yeah. in, in January because it's a diff- it's a difficult time because it, he'll have a few decisions to make in his own mind. I'm sure he he's speaking to his, his uh, staff and and his team around him and that because again you're thinking you got Ethan Robson there. Do we bring him back in? Do we send him back out on loan? Do we sign another midfielder? Do we bring another centre half? Are we happy with what we got? And these are all things that as a manager that's your job. You gotta kind of plan this and you gotta you gotta back yourself wherever you do because again he'll be thinking he won't want to be thinking like I say later on in the season and the wheels come up and think oh my god I should have got such and such for such a fee instead of thinking no I'll just stick where I got and you've got you to gotta look at the squad of players you have as well at the minute you've got a little bit of a sense of loyalty to them if they've managed to turn things around for you as well you want to you want to kind of you don't want to upset any of them. So it's, uh, managing a, managing a football team isn't easy, especially uh, a club like Sunland where there's such a demand in this in this division. So to be fair to Phil Parkinson, I'm, I'm sure he'll take his time over time over who he wants to bring in and that. And you have to you have to trust him. Now he's picked up a few results. I think he needs to give it, be given a little bit more trust but than what people were willing to do.
2: But what things essential though? Um, doesn't matter what the window is. You want ideally you want to strengthen from a position of strength. And we are now in a position of strength relatively to where we were. So what I'm pleased about with these results is we're sat in the playoff places. Yes, a couple of results will, could see us drop down the table, but we're in touch now. So that means that the pressure to bring these players in isn't necessarily as huge as it was a couple of weeks ago. Because if we'd had a couple of negative results, you'd be absolutely desperate for acquisitions and people would be going mental wanting like free signers every day. But now things just seem to be on a bit of like more like of a level as I say it's a good opportunity now to just kind of like add some finishing touches to the oh. squad and like really have a tilted promotion
3: say Gucci and Maguire get injured tomorrow and they're off for three months each mm. you know like that that's what happened last season with Maguire we lost it's not him, the yeah, I know but, yeah, but I'm, just, I'm just saying that. that's why you got to think about it and yeah, you bring what more? You could bring what more? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's as a manager, that's what you are thinking you, you have it. to kind but of. But that's my point. Yeah.
1: So no, it's a difficult one because it's again they might not get injured, and you he might some bring somebody in that never
3: plays. Then bring, that's fine. Look, yeah. do you know get try and get a loan? Yeah, you know, well, I think as well. Season, though. I would say know, now with,
1: with the team playing the way they are, a potential sign and stuff. I know it's still still a huge move to Sunderland. This potential signs are probably thinking, oh, I wouldn't mind going up there now. And rather than say before Christmas when you're thinking Sunderland t- f- 13 14 League One manager getting abused, I don't really want that. Whereas now they're probably thinking six points off top game in Ham, yeah, fancy a bit of that and half a season there, maybe potentially win it, win a league medal with them. So I don't know. It, it'll be it's an interesting few weeks, and t- um, Parkinson has a few kind of big decisions to make. I would imagine. Providing he's making these decisions.
0: Oh, yeah, and I, I want to finish being positive. So we're, we're going to Jared wrap it up. Our, our, well, you know, our, our opinion about off-field matters haven't changed, but we've just won 4-0 and we're playing really well. So we're just going to concentrate on that and it's nice to go on that. Uh, Under-23 is play at tonight. So let's all keep an eye on that result.
3: 3-0 um, <laughs> down hasn't kicked off yet.
0: Has <laughs> <laughs> else, anyone else got anything to add before we wrap it up? No.
3: Come to the thing and come, come to Phantom Brewing. Yeah,
0: I've got plenty of time to plug that one. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, thanks for coming along night Stephen. No Hopefully, we'll see you again before next season. Uh, and thanks for listening. <laughs>